Welcome to the Brody Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Marone, and I have an awesome interview for you guys today with Brian University Bulls head basketball coach, Mary Burt, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus podcast where we we'll deep dive into our local high school, college, and sports programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. episode 22 and i have a great interview for you guys today with bryant university's women's head basketball coach coach mary burke coach burke was just awesome interview uh so much fun interviewing with her she has a great personality and it was really cool to interview a legend um in the game as well and someone in the state of Rhode Island. so it was just really cool to really get to know her and for you the fans to get to know her but coach burke is an RI native who, you know, who grew up right here in her own backyard of Rhode Island and played college basketball at PC and then became the head Bryant coach in 1991 and is coming up on her 30th year. And we talk about her career, her journey, everything that she's been through and, you know, between league change, division changes and going up a division. Uh, it was just awesome. I really enjoyed this interview. So you guys would definitely really enjoy this interview. Just to remind you, you guys can actually watch this interview on YouTube by searching the Roadie Runback. There you can find all our interviews. Just remember to hit that subscribe button. Please share with your friends. And if you cannot watch this episode, please stay here and listen. I know if you're working, working out, driving on a road, road trip, which I like greatly appreciate you choosing this podcast if you're on a road trip because you know that means a lot to me. Um, just remember to hit that subscribe button uh like button share with all your friends i greatly appreciate it i appreciate you guys like i said i'm always shocked by the numbers every day I keep looking our numbers keep growing our numbers keep growing of listeners and how much we've expanded and just a short time of only running this show about a little under three months so that's crazy so we're doing really well and i can't thank you guys enough for making this show what it is and i really appreciate you guys but all right let's get into that interview though because this is a great interview here is Coach Mary Burke. All right. On today's show, I welcome on a very special guest. She's a four-time Coach of the Year. She has over 400 wins and heading into her 30th year as the women's head basketball coach at Bryant, Coach Mary Burke. Coach, how are you today? Oh, great, Jeff. Greatly appreciate being on the call. Oh, great. I'm glad to have you here on the show. I really appreciate your time. How are you doing during these COVID times right now? Uh, well, it's been a little different, to be honest with you. Um, you know, when you've done this for 30 years, there's a certain way you like to start the year off. And needless to say, things are a little different this year. So I'm trying to learn to go moment to moment. I'm usually a planner. So, um, you know, it's a little different, needless to say. Yeah, it's a little tough. It throws a wrench into things, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just just a hair, right? <laughs> exactly. I've never been tested so much in my life. Oh, it's the worst. I, I got tested and it was like the worst feeling ever I ever had, like, oh, just like that feeling up your nose and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, one of the great things about Brian is I will say they're doing an amazing job with the testing to make sure that everyone is healthy and the campus is healthy. But, um, you know, it's just the process and, you know, needing to go in and, you know, do the Q-tip swab and all those things that you're really not accustomed to. But in, but in the long run, I think, obviously, it's, um, it's a great situation for the campus and, and we're doing really well with it. That's great. Yeah, it's important to make sure everyone's clear and good to go. 
Exactly. <laughs> All right. But coach, before we get into your Brian career, I want to ask, you know, when did you start playing basketball and how did you know this was your sport? So um, obviously I'm going to like date myself a little bit, but um, I started, you know, I was probably always a little bit athletic from the very beginning, you know, in my younger years and probably in the mid seventies, um, I really started to kind of focus in on basketball and um, I also played volleyball. So, um, you know, I think in the early years, um, did the little CYO stuff, um, you know, in Rhode Island and, and started to kind of um, establish myself as, you know, a quality player. Um, you got to remember back then there weren't a lot of opportunities for women. Um, we were definitely like second fiddle to everything and all the opportunities that men had. Um, but as I started to get into high school, um, I was starting to ride, you know, the, the gender equity and title nine opportunities and, um, and start to establish myself as, you know, I guess I'd say a very good athlete and, and a very good basketball player. And, and some would say I was better in volleyball than basketball, but really? the reality was there wasn't enough money yeah. um, in volleyball. Oh, interesting. That's really, that's really interesting. So you chose basketball and you get recruited to go to PC. What was your time like playing at PC? Well, it, it was the best, um, to be honest with you. Um, as a Rhode Islander, Every Rhode Islander's goal, if you are a very good high school basketball player, is to play at Providence. So the mere fact that I had the opportunity and the relationships that I had there, the, you know, the friends, the basketball experience, obviously the education, it really goes without saying and how fortunate I was and, and how much I love it. Um, I loved it. And honestly, through the recruiting process, oftentimes when people realize that I played at Providence, the first thing they'd ask is, would I ever do anything different? go anywhere else? And that answer is always no. Um, you know, I loved it from beginning to end. Um, and I felt I was extremely fortunate to have the opportunities at Providence and, um, you know, for all that it did for my life, not only just educationally, but the basketball experience and the friends that, that I met. That's awesome. And it must be nice, you know, like you said, being a Rhode Islander, you get to play at PC as well as it must have been nice for your family and friends to come watch you play at, at games as well, too, right? Yeah, I think, you know, oftentimes in the recruiting process, too, I, I talk to players, you know, they, they're always concerned about going to a school too close to home. And, you know, Providence, I grew up in Warwick. So, you know, Providence was 20 minutes, uh, you know, up the road in, Pro at, you know, in the city of Providence. So, yeah. um it didn't matter. I could have lived across the street. My parents weren't coming on campus and it was still that whole campus feel. So, um, you know, there, there are advantages to living in the state in the sense that I would have the opportunity to go home, you know, on holidays and things like that. So, um, you know, it, it was just, like I said, a great opportunity. That's awesome. And when you were there as well, you also made the NCAA tournament. What was that like? Well, I mean, it's, you know, the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, I think every year you go into it as a player and saying, not only do you want to try to have a successful individual career and try to win conference championships, but, you know, advance uh, and get to the opportunity to get to the NCAA tournament. So, uh, you know, it was awesome. And we hosted uh, um, that first round at Providence. So it was amazing atmosphere. And, um, you know, again, just another portion of that great experience that I had. Nice. That's awesome. And then how, what was the decision to get into coaching and how did you get started at Bryant? So, um, you know, it's a, it's a little strange on, on how it happened. Um, I graduated from um, Providence and that night of my graduation, actually the head coach here at Bryant called me. Um, I didn't know him. He called me at home and said, Hey, listen, I was wondering if you're interested in getting into coaching. Um, at that time, I was still feeling out options. I had no real 
sound direction yet on you know where I was going to go upon my opportunities after Providence. So um, even though Brian is in Rhode Island, I really had never come up and taken a look at the campus. And um, you know, the co-chair was Ralph Tommaso, and you know, great guy, awesome personality. And you know, at that point, I was still trying to again figure out what my next direction was. So when I came up and met him, again, like I said, it was we had good chemistry, and I felt that it was a, an opportunity that I really couldn't pass up to, you know, take a year, uh, be an assistant and see if, you know, this was something that I'd be interested in. From there, um, that first year, from the moment I walked on the court, the players that were here, you know, instantly responded to me, respected me, and it was just a great experience. Um, I kind of look at it and I don't mean to like get deep, but it's fine. I look at it like, you know, it's meant to be. Because obviously, um, being here for 30 years, you know the profession. You know, if you're at one place for five years, that's a long time. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that I've been able to, you know, be an assistant here, have the opportunity then to become the head coach and then be a head coach for 30 years, um, it, it just, um, for me, it kind of led me to believe this was my destiny. This is what I was called to do. I'm not Gino, I'm not Pat, I'm not winning national championships, but I'd like to think equally that I'm touching as many lives with education and a basketball experience. So, um, you know, that's kind of the overview of how it got started. Um, and when I was an assistant, we had had success. We'd won some conference championships and gone to the NCAA tournament. It was really a very positive experience as an assistant, which springboarded me into having that confidence to being that head coach. Um, and as you know, we played in the Northeast 10. It was a very, very competitive league. Um, and I had to learn and grow um, as a person and as a coach as well. And when you start coaching, like, how do you create a culture and, like, a program? Like, you know, like, you start creating this program and a culture. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I just try to stay true to my personality and who I was. And um, I think oftentimes, um, you know, there's a lot of outside noise and, you know, do this. Um, act like Gino, be Pat, you know, be some of these high profile people. Um, and I've always been, a, um, you know, very true to in my personality and what allowed me to be successful. And needless to say, you know, I'm not going to say I didn't make and I don't make many mistakes, um, but I'd like to think I've learned and grown from them. And um, I just, you know, try to be who I was and what I wanted for my players for the experience. Yeah. That's amazing. I think that's a great culture to have and a, like a great thing to bring to your program because it gives you something to pass on to your players. And I'm sure they're going to pass that on wherever they go on into life and create that as well. Yeah, exactly. I can give you a, a little bit of a, a learning experience what happened early on. So, you know, my first recruiting class, I had a 2000 point scorer and three 1000 point scorers. Wow. Um, and we, you know, we had very successful years and they're four. And so in my early naive years, I thought it was all about me. Yeah. You know, it was me, it was me, it was me. Yeah. Um, and you learn very quickly that it's players. So they graduated and, you know, we stumbled a little bit and I probably made a few mistakes. And then I realized that, you know, you've got to always have, you know, the right players with your mentality, with your drive, with your personality, with, you know. So that was one of my, you know, more, re you know, early life lessons that Mary for as much as you know you think you're confident you know, need those players to actually execute those things that are important to you yeah definitely that's 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 really important um 
you know, and I want to know, in 2003, 2004, you guys finished in the top 25 polls and you make the NCAA tournament regional final. What was that year like? Yeah, so, um, so that year, um, you know, I had a player from Rhode Island on that team and we had, like, you know, I call them grinders. That means, like, you know, we weren't, like, super talented jumping out of the gym, but they were players who just, you know, played hard. They played passionate. They had pride in what was on their chest and what they represented. Um, we had a big class that year. So there was like, I think five seniors. Um, so they were locked in. Um, they had made an impact in the program from their freshman year. So, you know, this, they knew that this was their swan song and um, we kind of stumbled to be honest with you in the playoffs and lost um, in the first round. Oh, wow. But in division two, when you played a high profile level, um, the, as I said, the Northeast 10 was one of the top three conferences in the country. You get at-large bids. Yeah. So we got that at-large. Um, and to be honest with you, we played Bentley in the first round. So the story there is um, my record going into that game for Bentley was like 0-25. Oh, really? Right? They, you know, Barbara Stevens, you know, very good coach. The program was awesome. And I just never got over the top. Yeah. And so we go into the game. And before the game, the reporters – came up to me and said, listen, we're going to talk to you before the game. And then we're going to talk to coach Stevens after. So you knew what they were thinking. Right? Oh so, man. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> so nothing better than to use that in the locker room prior to the game. And yeah. I said, ladies, listen, there'd be nothing greater than we win. And coach Stevens has to talk about the game after. <laughs> so needless to say, that was, that was the first round uh, we won. And when we pulled up to the hotel after, Bentley's bus was in front of us and I looked into the hotel and they were checking out and I knew that we put them there. So um, that was probably one of my greatest moments, um, you know, not to get dramatic, but in in coaching and getting over the top on a team we hadn't beaten, done it with kids who, you know, were passionate and prideful and, you know, deserve this moment at the end of their career. We then the next day played Stonehill. We beat them. Wow. And then we went, we went head to head with Merrimack um, and unfortunately lost and Merrimack went on to the elite eight. Um, but it was a great year. There was a ton of character of kids there who were, you know, very similar to me and the mentality and the level of toughness and the passion. Um, so um, that was the story of that year and how we got there. And it was great because our men were equally as successful. So Dan Gavitt was our athletic director. Yeah. So he would come and watch us win. The next day, he'd watch the men. It was like he was going like back and forth. It was like an AD dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? to have yeah. both teams going did the, the, all the way up. So um, it was awesome. It was a great experience. And, you know, I, I, I strive to, you know, continue to have these players have that moment. That's awesome. And that must be like – that has to be so good to have that success. And that must have been like a fun ride to even just – get into that sweet 16 anyways just like that has to be a lot of people don't have have those moments you know exactly and you know you know that was further into my career so you know you have to kind of stay with it but um you know it it was a great moment and um you know I can't say enough about you know the players and because we did hiccup in the conference tournament and lost so we could have folded it up and been like you know we're done yeah instead they were like we got one more shot and we're going to have to go through a team that we hadn't beaten, but let's go do this. That's awesome. That just shows like your coaching style and the players that you had, just the adversity that they overcame and just kept 
kept playing, wanted to play and wanted to keep playing as long as I could. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to have that passion when, you know, you make that mistake and you have one more opportunity, you got to maximize it. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and so I thought, you know, I was just, you know, so prideful for them for what they did. That's awesome. That's amazing. I'm glad to hear that. And now what was the switch to Division One? What What's that like, making that switch and going to up another level? So you, you have to remember that um, the whole athletic department at that time was doing very well. Every team was winning either conference championships or advancing to the NCAA tournament and at-large bids. And, you know, President Makeley, you know, he's a competitor within himself. Um, you know, he wanted to really, if we're going to play for prizes, we might as well go play for the best. Yeah. Um, and so we really had the coaching, the players, we had the mentality. And we also, in those early years, still had the resources available so that we could jump and manage. Yeah. So, um, you know, through the transition, that means we were playing and didn't have the eligibility to play in any playoffs or go to the NCAA tournament. Really? Okay. So you have to remember, this is another thing about the players I had at that time. And it's so different now because loyalty now is a lost art. Like there's zero loyalty now. You know, it's just like, I'm not going to play. I'm going to go somewhere else. Everyone jumps. Transfer portal crazy. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, back then, when the decision was made to go Division One, you have to remember that the players that were in the program were never again going to compete for a championship. Yeah. So you'd understand that if one of them came to me or multiple came to me and said, hey, listen, coach, we're going to go somewhere else. I only have four years at this. You know, I want to have a shot at, you know, trying to win a championship. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that not one player ever came to me and said that. It wow. was all about, okay, let's go do this at the next level. Let's prove we are somebody – Let's prove that I should have been recruited for Division One. I, I wasn't, and I can go make a stand. Wow. And, and with that mentality, we won the first, our first game in Division One against UNH at UNH. I had a first-team all-conference player in the NEC in transition in the first year, and we finished sixth. Now, keep that in perspective when I say out of the 29 games we played, 21 were on the road. Wow. That's crazy. Is that unbelievable what that's wow that's amazing that just tells you that just tells you the type of players that you have and like the type exactly. of program that, and the culture that you're creating there that's amazing it makes me want to just shoot, suit up and play for it <laughs> yeah so you know like i like i said like that was like it was like it was awesome um yeah. and then the players just realized like you know we can do this and if we didn't win some of those games like ad's came up to me after and was like you guys are good, you know, yeah. and, and, and to know Ron Makeley, he was never going to put us in that position if he didn't know we could be successful. Yeah, exactly. That, and, that's, and that's just amazing. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. I think, and Brian is very lucky to have you for over the last 30 years. And hopefully well, I don't many, know about that. that no, hopefully many more. Yeah, well, well, hopefully many more, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, just a, a few more questions and we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't mean right. taking a lot of your time. No, no, you're great. This is awesome. This this is so much fun. All right. So you got your 300th and your 400th win against LIU's schools. Is there something about LIU that you just want to keep getting those career mark, century marks over them? <laughs> yeah, right. If we could just keep playing them, yeah. I'd feel really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, again, when, you know, you get those milestones, like I am not in any size, shape or form an ego person. I, you know, all I want to do is have the right players go out there, try to win games and go home. Yeah. So, um, you know, all those milestones, they are all a tribute to like all these players and these moments I've talked about, um, the staffs that I have had 
and have that buy into the mentality of what I expect for the program, the level of, you know, passion and mentality. So there are many things that contribute to those milestones. It has never, ever been about me. Um, and I sometimes ride the wave of, you know, where they put me and of the success that we're allowed to have. So again, I just think it's, I, I've been fortunate and, and very lucky for it. Spoken like a true coach, and that's very, oh. very, very true. It, it is. It's all about the players coming from an old, I used to be a coach, spoken with, from a player's perspective. I mean, a coach's perspective, it's definitely all about the, the players and they help you success. You just put the game right in. <laughs> exactly. I'm not putting up, even though I'd still like to be able to make a few shots. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Same here. Same here. There's always times <laughs> where I'm like, I just, can I just get in this game? Yeah. Can I just yeah. make that layup? You know, yeah, come exactly. on. Yeah, exactly. So, coach, what, what's your outlook on this upcoming season? So we, um, we graduated Sydney Holloway, who, um, for her career, she was an all-rookie player of freshman year and then has been one of the top five players, um, you know, her career um, in the NEC. So she graduated, leading, score, leading scorer, rebounder, one of the top five scorers in the league and one or two in the rebounding as well. I mean, that's a big hole um, to think that that's going to be replaced by any one person um, is not a reality because we will be young this year. We graduated her and a couple other players who had played significant minutes. Oh, wow. I think overall we'll be considered a young team. Um, and that's fine. I've been there and done that before. And I think it's all a mentality. Um, so again, we're going to need to find, you know, consistency in scoring. We've had issues with that the last couple years. We haven't been a great outside shooting team. And then it was really hard for Sid to try and score all the time because everyone just sucked into the paint. Yes. So having more balance, being able to make shots, you know, you know, jump shots, threes, um, and then, you know, having the ability to score inside. To know a little bit about the program, too, is to know that we have always been very good in the post, right? So we've always had really good post players. Sydney is one of, one of many that have come through the system. Brooke Bajelko had a very good junior year. We need her to have a great year. Um, and we need to get back to running because we do try to transition, but we haven't been as – athletic and as dynamic and as fast as I think we need to be yeah so to offset being young and and graduating a significant player that's been in the program for four years we're gonna need to be able to do some things we haven't in the past so having balance offensively being able to run and attack and get easy baskets better than we've done the last four years and then obviously I think we'll be a little bit more athletic and more focused on defensively as well, like getting in and taking away some easy opportunities for opponents. Nice. Yeah. That's, a, that's a quick overview. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. It sounds like it's going to be a different well, style of play, but it, hopefully, it definitely sounds like it will work out for sure. <laughs> don't, don't, don't talk to me in December. <laughs> All right. I definitely won't. I'll just wave in the stands. For yeah, yeah. 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 There's that crazy coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. We'll wrap it up here. What's your favorite thing? to do outside of basketball? Oh, gosh. So, like, um, if you talk to people that I know, I'm a big conditioner. Um, so with this whole pandemic, um, you know, I was taking spin classes prior to. I love spin. Yeah. Um, and so I got – it's not a Peloton, but I have a spin bike now, and um, I use the Peloton app. So, I'm, like I said, I'm a big conditioner. I feel like if I'm going to preach conditioning and be in shape, you got to do it as well. Yeah. So one of the things I love is working out. Um, and I also love like, like doing flowers and gardening my backyard. So yeah. I'm big into that as well. 
um, dream them. So those are those are a couple things off the beaten path we don't like to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perfectly fine. But those are nice things to do. We we'll get some of the rid of the stress. I feel like gardening is like a peaceful thing to do. And plus, like last but not least, very important in my life, I have um, two dogs and a cat. Oh. So they're my kids, yeah. and um, you know they mean a lot to me. Oh, nice. What kind of dogs and cat? Um, I have a large golden doodle, um, a Pomeranian, and the cat is just like a, you know, a normal, no certain breed. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think dogs are important. I have two dogs myself. Oh, okay. Always. They keep me occupied. They're two little puppies. They're still driving me nuts. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Great. Awesome. What kind? I have two beagles. Oh, okay. Great. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. They're yeah. sisters. They're always keeping me, keeping me on my heels constantly. Can't turn my I always... Back. I always joke with people, you know, you know, I come home after a game, I open the door and like the big doodles got the tail up. Oh. Like, did you win or lose? And yeah. It's like tail up, we won, tail down. <laughs> but regardless of what, they still think I make all the right calls and they think I'm the best. So that's all that matters. That's right. That's all, that's all that matters is right in the end of everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, coach, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, definitely. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah. Thanks so much. You know, like I said, I'm, I don't do a lot of these, so um, you made me feel really comfortable. I greatly appreciate it. Of course, anytime, Coach. I, hopefully, I can catch a game, too, this year, and I'll try not to talk to you in December, but maybe I can talk to you in January. All right, great. Talk All to right. you then. All right, Coach. Have a good one. See ya. All See right. Ya. Bye. Bye. All right. That was my interview with Coach Mary Burke. Great interview with Coach Burke. I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, I can't wait to have her back on the show down the line, maybe during the season or after season. Uh, you can hear we joke around about that. But just a really good time um, having her on the show. Really enjoyed her our conversation and just learning about her and you know having a legend on, which is just absolutely amazing. For Friday, we have a great interview coming up for you guys today. North Providence own junior guard. Lincoln Drew, awesome interview with Lincoln Drew. He's a great kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders, and I think he's going to be a great player. He's working hard. I think he's going to be one of the top names in the state, to be honest with you. He's just got a lot going for him. Hardworking, dedicated kid. So I'm excited to get this episode out to you guys, um, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys have a safe Wednesday and Thursday, and we'll see you on Friday.